Hello and welcome to a special, wasn't supposed to be live, but I have technical issues live event here with the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon, and tonight we have Alex from Row 7 here, as I love to have. Thank you for coming on again, my friend. No problem, man. Thank you for always having me on. Appreciate oh, it's a blast. And for the first time, I think you and I are going to talk more football than baseball. Well, second time, because we did the playoff preview on your show. Right. Uh, for the NFL, but we're going to talk more football than baseball. But I want to get you with two things real quick and then go into it. Um, the Mets have offered Francisco Lindor a long-term deal. Uh, just a shade under $300 million. He went over it. I think they're going to meet in the middle, and he's going to make three hundred. and he's going to be here for the next 7 to 10 years uh, playing shortstop in Queens, which will solidify the middle of the infield. Um, do you think three hundred gets it done, or do you think this is going to be something that's going to drag out? No, I mean, the fact that he was traded there and basically kind of welcomed with open arms, I think it's 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 going to work out at three, if not just a tad bit over three, but I don't see it getting too ridiculous, but it's really going to set the tone for shortstops going forward that, as we talked about, you know, that are going to come up to, that, to hit that free agency market, so he's going to set a tone for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, next year it's Trevor Story, it's Carlos Correa, it's um the, oh, the dude from Chicago, I love him too. Oh, uh, Baez. Uh, Baez is in that list. Uh, so the free agents next year, if he does not sign, it's not like the Mets can't go out and spend a boatload of money and get a quality shortstop for the next however many years. I happen to want Lindor. Second thing, did you see that there was a no-hitter pitch today in the SEC? I did. Jack Leiter, the son of former Met Al Leiter, threw a 16-strikeout no-hitter. His final pitch was clocked at 96 miles an hour. I mean, the apple does not fall fall far from the tree. Oh, I love his daddy. I love his daddy. I was definitely an Al Leiter fan for sure. Yeah, and he wears 22 just like his old man. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. But he's right-handed. He is. So, he's so right-handed. he's, you know, Uncle Mark. So I told you I want to talk about NFL free agency. Mm-hmm. And I have been wanting to say something to you for several days. Alex, you have the floor. It is time to destroy the Chicago Bears. You know, I want to go in phases. I want to break this down little by little because if I if I go all in right now, I'm, my blood pressure is going to be at a thousand. Don't do that. So, so I don't want I mean, your wife getting pissed at me. Don't do that. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm trying to come down from it. At this point, I've I've talked to her. I've talked to everybody else who's willing to listen. Uh, I've grabbed every like, um, you know, every microphone possible near me. And have just kind of vented to the point where I'm just like, at this point, I don't, I don't really care anymore. I don't really want to watch them at this point. Um, I've looked at their schedule on numerous occasions as of late, uh, and I know I called it on one of my earlier podcasts, uh, right as their schedule got announced. Um, and I kind of, I think I said three and thirteen, four and twelve, but at this point, right now, one and fifteen. Why not? Wow. Why, why not? I mean, you're. you're in you, you said you were going to make a point. We talked about it right before. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna uh, put up a defense for Andy Dalton, um, which you know I'm I'm curious to hear it because, as far as I'm concerned, what he did in Dallas and what he did when he was uh, a Cleveland uh, or sorry Cincinnati uh, Bengal, you know it was it was okay, but it was not, you know it was wasn't phenomenal, but just that kind of that fool's gold here in Chicago, the the McCaskey family kind of selling you on that. That dream story of landing Russell Wilson, bringing number three from Seattle here to Chicago. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I knew they were just trying to, you know, smooth it over with everybody here. But 
things are bad and they're getting worse and we're essentially the the Chicago version of the New York Jets and Ooh. You know, yeah yeah I, I'm willing to put us in that in that exact segment ow yeah no I it, it, this wow. is no joke did you see did you actually see what happened a little a couple hours ago too no what happened so they released Kyle Fuller and from way I, the way I was reading it and the way I interpreted it, the, the Denver Broncos signed him, so he's not going to be playing for his former defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio. Yeah, in Mile High, and I think they signed him for less than what he got on his rookie deal. Kind of is what I was understanding. So, how the Bears did not come up with I think around eleven to twelve million dollars is absolutely beyond me to have one of your pillars, as far as I'm concerned, in the backfield on the defensive side is beyond me, but knowing that that happened and then now uh, it's all but likely at this point that they're going to have to let go of Akeem Hicks, who's kind of your plug in the middle of that defensive line. You know, who, who's next? Who's bring, next? At this bring point? him to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any words anymore at this point. So let me defend Captain Redhead here. Yeah, please um, do. He won in Cincinnati. That's all I got to say. I mean, he won in Cincinnati with a couple of weapons because he only really had A.J. Green. It wasn't like it was the days of uh, Chad Ochocinco Johnson and T.J. Hushmanzada and those boys. He really had A.J. Green and Gio Bernard um, and a mid middle-of-the-road offensive line, which I think I can say to you that the Bears have a middle-of-the-road offensive line they have Allen Robinson. They have a decent running back. So can Dalton win with that? I think he can, but you're right. The Bears are an absolute cluster you-know-what. Um, I really wanted to hear get your take on this, though. If they really were willing to send what they were willing to send to Seattle, would getting Russell Wilson have mended that wound? Because you're talking the entire future of the franchise for the next six to seven years would be to get a quarterback. And I understand quarterback's the most important position on the field for the the NFL. But it's not like Brady going to Tampa where there were weapons established and they added. It's not like what the Browns did when they brought in Baker and Jarvis and Odell and these guys. There'd be... The cupboard would be bare outside of Russell Wilson. Would you have been okay with that? No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I called it before and I told my brother about this when we talked about it on the podcast that essentially they were going to mortgage the franchise to try and land Russell Wilson, which would have been a band-aid on is, you know, essentially just the, the floodgates. So, yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been nice, but the line would have been terrible. The offensive weapons probably would have been terrible. And then your for, foreseeable future draft picks for the next two to four Three. or five years. Okay, three years. They, gave, they were going to give him three number ones and two starters. So you could probably say your defense was getting impacted because I will bet you dollars to donuts Khalil Mack was one of the starters that was going. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Mack was one of the reported ones, and I think Jalen Johnson, who was on his rookie contract right now, who looks to be like he can be somewhat of a, a talented defensive player. So when, when you put it in that light, yeah, I probably would have not been all all in on the, on the Russell Wilson move. It's just that... For for as long as I've been alive, what has been brought to Chicago in terms of a viable quarterback or a solid option? We had Jay Cutler, Smoke and Jay, or whatever you want to call him, who 
take it, be it as it may. He had a cannon of an arm, but, you know, a terrible attitude and was not willing to work with what Chicago had. But knowing that and seeing that and knowing what we could have had in a, in a, a, a QB and Russell Wilson, it would have been a, a godsend. But I knew it wasn't going to happen realistically. Well, good, because if you would have told me you would have been okay with, you know, getting no, rid of three no. number ones and two starters for this dude. And again, Big Ten guy, Russ went to Wisconsin. I love Russ, but he's not the whole thing, as has been proved year over year since the Legion of Boom and that running game has deteriorated in Seattle. They win games, they even get to the playoffs, but they can't really get much going outside of that. I have a question for you, and yeah. this is not to attack your defensive uh, Andy Dalton. What, what was the problem with him finding any uh, any momentum last year in Dallas? I mean, you talk about the weapons that Dallas had. And yeah, but you're also you're also talking about a team that had those weapons and the best offensive line in football. That offensive line was Swiss cheese last year due to injury. Okay. Now look, I listen. You're talking to a guy who's got a team that has a great offensive line and played very well last year. So I can and the year before, the offensive line was a sieve. So I've seen what that can do. So watching after Dak got hurt, I you know, cuz I'm in New York, if the Jets or Giants aren't playing, the Cowboys are going to be on, which is the biggest joke I've ever heard. But I'd catch some of their games and I'd be going, "Wow, that old line has got to be injured cuz they're not any good at all." And, and that could quite be possible, but I I was not keeping up with what the Dallas Cowboys were doing. I know that, and I know they they put them on national television as much as humanly possible, but I don't. I'm not vested in in Dallas and what they're, you know, who's playing, who's inactive, who's hurt, who's you know, who's gone, and, and so forth. My mother in law is a Giant fan. I got to keep up with Dallas because there's some hate going on uh-huh. in my walls. So yeah, so that's what I thought of Andy last year. I thought I honestly believe they should have let Burrow sit here. In Cincinnati, let Andy play a year and then get rid of him. You know, speaking of, we'll dive into the Cincinnati Bengals first because they were the team with the number one overall pick last year. But going back, um, yeah, I I just, I don't, I I think Andy can be okay if the Bears make the necessary upgrades they need to. If you upgrade the, listen, they have to go O-line in the draft. They have no choice. I mean, if they don't go that route... Then I think you 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 just you burn the, everything to the ground. What are they? What number are they picking? Uh, I think twenty. You know, listen, lucky you number can, twenty. You can get a big hoss offensive lineman from the Big Ten at twenty. You could, which, like I said, which I hope that they go because if if anybody's line is Swiss cheese. <laughs> but as a Bears fan right now, and as the guy who literally eight days from now will be picking from them. At number 20 in the live uh, mock draft. Mm-hmm. They're going defense, aren't they? They have to go defense. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, in real life, they're going to end up going defense, aren't they? Yeah, they probably will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your they, face is turning must... red. I'm getting off the bears. I got to. <laughs> no, it's, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm, in a, I'm in a room right now and I, the heat is on, so... Oh, it was 61 in upstate New York today. It was 55, but my heat is still kicking on for some reason. I don't really know why today. Yeah, it's all right. So the NFL hot stove, this is some of the mo- some of the biggest movement I've seen in a long time. I mean, it all kicked off with J.J. Watt going to Arizona and shocking everyone. 
Absolutely. But I think the move that's going to be the biggest one in Arizona is two moves at once, and that is one, bringing A.J. Green in to be that second fiddle to DeAndre uh, Hopkins. But for the first time in 17 years, Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. Oh, man. Old reliable right there. Would you, as as a football fan, and not so much for the Bears, if you had a young wide receiver course, I'm not talking my boys, because my boys, they're veteran laden. But if you had a young wide receiver core, like a New York Jets, like a Miami Dolphins, like even the Giants, would you take a flyer in Larry Johnson to have a first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer? in your wide receiver room for a year to help your guys get better? 1,000%. The amount of knowledge and the amount of talent he's bringing to the table, and I know he's kind of getting a little old, uh, but I just think with his ability to kind of teach these guys and show them the way of how to be – I mean, he was kind of like their slot guy, right? I think so last year. I didn't really – other than the the Hail Mary – Uh when they beat Buffalo, I really didn't watch anything. I only watched the last drive of that game. Um, you know, I kind of thought with Kingsbury, they weren't going to keep him very much longer, but he's a staple in Arizona. I I don't, I, I can see them re-signing him for a veteran minimum contract, Uh but that shocked me that they let him get the free agency. Yeah. I mean, if if somebody were to pick him up, it would just be a little awkward and kind of, I guess, uncomfortable in a sense to not see him in that, you know, Arizona Cardinal red or orange or whatever they got going on over there. Um, it would be unfortunate, but I think he would only do the justice to kind of, like you said, come back mm-hmm. on a veteran minimum type of deal to still kind of contribute here and there, or just more so just be, uh, I guess you can say a little bit of a nuisance out there to say like, I, he's still got, he's still got something left in the legs and he can still bring something to, to the table. So you think of, Obviously, Nuke, you think of now A.J. Green. You also think of Christian Kirk, who's who's their number three guy. And then yeah. you still have Larry out there. That's, that's a pretty formidable wide receiver crew right there, if you ask me. It really is. I, I agree with you. Um, it's still very good. It's just, it, it's kind of like, it's like seeing Brady in a Tampa uniform. It's yeah. like um, seeing... You know, going back and dating myself a little bit, seeing Joe Montana in a uh, Chiefs uniform. It's just not something you're used to seeing. Um, right. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you will eventually get used to it. I mean, we got you, we got to get used to flipping Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's going to play till like he's 55 at this point, so. He's going to turn into the Jesse Orozco of the NFL. Probably. Um, so, sorry, my... In the middle of this, my son asked me to do something for him. No, you're okay. Or I was also thinking of a Julio Franco, the, <laughs> the former Met. <laughs> yeah, dude was former six. Everything. Dude was sixty when he played for the Mets. <laughs> 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 and apparently, there's a video of him taking BP now and lacing line drives. Yeah, I think he's playing someplace in Mexico or something like that. They don't check birth certificates. No, um, it doesn't matter. So let's do a little bit of around the NFL as far as free agency goes. Um, and I'm gonna pick. I'm just gonna pick out a few here and there. Um, and I'm actually gonna start with your former quarterback ending up as the backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? I mean, he he probably will be a 
forever backup at this point, but with him being on the Bills, he's got a chance to win something. And if he wins the Super Bowl or eventually develops into something, in case uh, Allen goes down with an injury uh, and he becomes formidable, it will just be an absolute indictment as to what they what they did to him here in Chicago. So I was never a huge fan of him, but if, if he finds success someplace else, it just goes to show you, you know, how well they develop here. So speaking of not developing quarterbacks, how about Marcus Mariota getting released by the by the Raiders? I don't did he have I mean I know he didn't play much, but when he did play, he he wasn't terrible. But, I mean, I would not give, give him massive money either, though, so. I could have told you watching him play in college he was not going to translate well to the pros. I thought Jameis had a chance because Jameis had the better arm. Mm-hmm. But watching, I mean, I have one of his last game in college on Blu-ray. Oh, that's, that's Well, that was when they lost to Ohio State in the national championship game in 20, it was 2014. Um, mm-hmm. the, the And the 2015 uh, championship. I was shocked they let him go because I don't think Gruden really likes Derek Carr. That's kind of a stale relationship as well there too. And I can see if, if, if not any, at any point this season, within the next season or two, he's probably not going to be the long-term option for Las Vegas. The problem with that is they're playing really well and they're not getting high enough to draft a really good quarterback. I mean, they might trade for somebody. They paid John Gruden $10 million or, what, $100 million for 10 years? Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll pay ridiculous money for a quarterback. It, it doesn't seem like it would be too much of a problem with him. I can see, as much as it would be something we'd have to get used to, I can see Rodgers going there. Because John really? Gruden adores Aaron Rodgers. Um, they also made another nice move, bringing in Emmanuel Sanders to bolster that wide receiver core. Listen, I love him. He played really good. He was in New Orleans, right? Yeah, he played really good in New Orleans opposite Michael Thomas. Um, you know what? I'm like having the, the brain lapses tonight because I'm sitting here looking at it, I'm like, okay, that's where this dude was. And I go to tell you and it goes away. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm old. Um, so, so he played really well opposite Michael Thomas. Um, I think that was the big play guy. Or there was another receiver they needed besides Stefan Diggs to get them to that next level. Cause right. let's face it. They weren't in the AFC championship game ever. No, the AFC no. Championship was really played the week before between the Browns and the Chiefs, because I think if they would have gotten that call right, the Browns would have walked into Buffalo and just pounded them. Yeah, I mean, you just run the rock and especially against that defensive front, which wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really didn't add anything. Every piece that they have brought in, outside of uh, Matt Milano, the linebacker, and Levi Wallace, the defensive back, it's all offense. It's uh, a tackle, a guard, uh, Jacob Hollister, mm-hmm. the tight end, and they brought Taiwan Jones. Uh, is there playing running back now? Where was he at before? Um, let's take a look. Well, they're they're really trying to go in all in on offense, then. Yeah, I mean, I think he honestly, where was he last year? He was an unrestricted free agent. Oh, he was with Buffalo last year, so they re-signed him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so as we keep going through the AFC East, um, Jacoby Brissett has now been brought in to back up Tua in Miami. Well, yeah, they let uh, they let um, Fitzpatrick walk. They're going to win the A- the NFC East. Mark my words, right now, Washington is going to win the NFC East. 
Do you want to know why? Because Fitzpatrick is a beast. I agree. I agree. He can still get the job done. I, I think I, I was actually talking about it with one of my buddies, and I hate to go back to it, but I would have definitely taken Fitzmagic here in Chicago. But he, I know he, he was would. Gonna, he brings a swag wherever he goes. He does. You'd never know homeboy went to Harvard. Yeah. Um, another thing that didn't shock. Well, hey, here's one for you. Will Fuller to Miami. That's a big move with a young quarterback. It is huge. It'll, it'll pan out as long as he can somewhat stay healthy because I know he has significant issues staying on the field, which, you know, I can understand. But if he stays healthy, he's got a chance to make some some serious noise down there in Miami. I agree. They did, you know, bring in a couple of guys on the offensive line, which was huge, especially with a young quarterback. Uh-huh. So Miami looks like they're in it to be something. So I'll give them credit. Uh, just going through, how about New England spending a ton of money? I, I think uh, uh, Belichick said no more. I, I'm not. I'm not missing the playoffs. I'm, I'm. I want in. I mean, look, getting Cam. We knew. I. I think we all knew Cam was going to end up being back. Uh, but bringing in Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar to go with Nikhil Harry is a big thing. I mean, I'm flipping through this thing. I'm still going. They. Matt Judon, Raekwon McMillan, who's a Buckeye. Um, ju- uh, didn't they get uh, Thune or Thune, whatever his name is? Um, like Joe Thune? Joe Thune, they brought him in. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they yes, loaded up. Hey, I didn't know this. Kyle Van Noy went back to New England. He did. I wanted him in Cleveland. I mean, once, once I heard that uh, Miami was going to let him walk, or they released him. I was like, oh, he's going back to New England. There's no doubt about See, it. See, I thought he... All right, this is going to sound like I'm being a homer, but it's also serious. Cleveland's closer to a Super Bowl than, than New England is. Oh, I agree. Um, so I thought he'd want to get another ring because Miami's still got to pay him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought about that. I'm not going to go into the Jets because it's really... And now it looks like with all the crap going on down in uh, in Houston... <laughs> They're another cluster. Why? Well, we got to see how this pans out with Deshaun. Well, he's also looking like he's going to run into some legal issues at some point here because these accusations that are coming out about him, there's seven of them now. And how can seven of them be all, all lies or, you know, no, no truth behind it. And I'm not going to, I'm not the judge, jury, or executioner. No, here. but no, you're right. We're not going down that route, but no, you know, um, I think the most underrated move so far in the offseason is Baltimore bringing in Kevin Zeitler. That is kind of, that is huge. You know, especially with as much as, uh, I got to stand up a second, sorry. Um, as much as you saw Lamar get being gotten to the last few weeks of the season, you know, the Browns sacked him five times in that game uh-huh. uh, in Cleveland. Uh, Buffalo hit him a bunch and knocked him out of the game. So, Really protecting Lamar, obviously, is what they had to do. Bringing in Zeitler, who's a former Brown, was very good in New York, even though he wasn't, they weren't that great as a unit, uh, I think is a huge move. Um, I mean, you, you think about it, and I don't mean to cut you off. He's a complete, completely different quarterback when he's pressured. He he doesn't know how to absorb the pressure. He kind of gets rattled. And that could, be, that could be maybe because he's still a little bit young, but solidifying that line it will allow him to you know maybe find find space to run or find an open receiver so 
props to uh, to Baltimore for doing that. He's also a completely different quarterback when you're two scores ahead of him. That's true too. So Zeitler doesn't mean anything if you get up a couple scores on Lamar. We've seen it. Uh-huh. One score down, he can still do that. Two scores down, and he's got to throw the ball. Yeah. No way. I mean, I mean, he. You know, he he likes to run first. He's a run first quarterback. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati. You know, I like. I've always liked Ogan Joby. They bring him in, um, and then they cut his best friend Geno Atkins. <laughs> I've seen that. Hey, Gino, go up 71. Go sit yourself in the middle of that line with uh, um, Tack tack on one end and uh, Miles Garrett on the other. So I want to get into my boys now. Okay. And I'm going to read the positions that they have brought in. Defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, linebacker, Defensive back, safety. Gee, do you think the Browns know what their weakness was last year? John John Johnson is a stud. Mm -hmm. Troy Hill is a stud. And what are the Rams going to do now? That's half their starting secondary is now in Cleveland. Malik Jackson is going to be huge. To play D-tackle next to Sheldon Richardson. Um, I like Tack McKinley. I didn't know much about him until recently. I watched some of his film. Um, He has had some issues with maturity and work ethic. But I think when you put that monster Miles Garrett on the other side of him, it's going to automatically make him better. Right. Little preview. I also think the Browns are going to draft an edge rusher in the first round. Really? Yeah. Not not to take away my thunder from next Sunday, but I think the Browns are going to draft an edge rusher. But the one that I absolutely love is Anthony Walker, okay. the linebacker from Indianapolis. And I know if Tone was with us, Joe would be in the back screaming at me that he wants his linebacker back. Did you see what Darius Leonard said? I didn't. He said basically he was ready to cry. Because that's his boy. Um, I mean, that Troy Hill is going to be huge in that slot role to go on the other side of Greedy. And now your safeties are John Johnson and Grant Delpit. It's not yeah. it's not Carl um, Joseph and Ronnie Harrison who did great or who did good. It's not Andrew Sandejo anymore. Mm-hmm. If you retain Ronnie Harrison and Carl Joseph, they are now backups and depth pieces. Which any other team would start. Exactly. So the thing about the Browns that I am adoring is that Andrew Berry basically sat down with Kevin Stefanski and said, Chad Henney will not run for 14 yards ever again. (laughs) This is what they brought in. They brought in linebackers that are going to be able to, to stop the run and play some pass downs. They brought in depth at corner, which was humongous last year. Think about it this way. MJ Stewart and um, who was the other one? Oh, he was a stiff too. But MJ Stewart started the wild card game against Pittsburgh. That's greedy this year. Denzel Ward, we know, is a no doubt pro bowler year in, year out. Um, 
the other big move they made was on offense, and that was retaining Richard Higgins. That's huge. I love Hollywood. And Hollywood is Baker's boy. <clears throat> but every guy they signed, the first person to reach out to him was Baker Mayfield. So this, this is why I love this man. He has taken over that leadership role. He is more mature than people thought he would be. He is not Johnny Football 2.0. Thank God. Yeah. You don't need a you don't need a 2.0 of that guy. You don't. I'm sorry. The the I'm only here. thing the only thing I don't like is they brought Cody Parkey back. Well, he at least made kicks for you. Some. Blake Hobiel is in the draft from Ohio State. Drafted kicker from Ohio State, for God's sake. Um, Speaking of uh, dumpster fires, uh, see Juju's back in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he was offered quite a bit of money to go several different places, and he said no. Never mind Juju. I, I got to ask you this. How in hell... Are they going into the season with Ben Roethlisberger as a starter? Did they not watch the the playoff game? I mean, and and, and, and mind you, that was that was uh, Cleveland's offense doing that work. Imagine if you 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 put the defense out on the field now going into this season, they're going to get worked by the defense now. Yeah, and here's the other thing. And again, I'm being a little bit of a homer as you see my Big Ten jersey on behind me. I think in a good organization, Dwayne Haskins can be a good quarterback. He was in a horrible position in Washington. The coaching staff didn't want him. On mm-hmm. either coaching staff didn't want him. Yeah, he was drafted because he went to the same school as Dan Gil- uh, Dan-, Dan Gilbert. Gee, I got to do a Cavaliers episode. Um, Dan as Snyder. Dan Snyder's kid. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, they've got their own issues. They brought in a couple of guys to play offensive line. Uh, BJ Finney is staying. Zach Banner re-signed with the team. But they've got some serious issues. I mean, they're getting a little long in the tooth, if you ask me. Way long in the tooth. Um, so down in Texas with Houston, uh, <laughs> you think they're getting ready for life without Deshaun? They brought in Ryan Finley and Tyrod Taylor? I mean, the writing's on the wall as far as I'm concerned. It's just a matter of either him sitting out or him kind of forcing the hand and seeing where he lands. They remade that entire roster. They did. Christian Kirksey and Jordan Jenkins, not bad in the middle. Uh, Shaq Lawson is now in uh, Houston. Um, Alex Erickson, the former Wisconsin Badger, is now down there. Dante Moncrief is down there now. Um, I like the running backs. Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram are both into uh, Houston now. I was um, always a big fan of uh, Lindsay. So was I. I think it was cool he played in Denver the last couple of years, being from Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, I always like those stories when you get to go home and play. Yeah. Um, speaking of going home and playing, how about Urban Meyer bringing in his running back in Carlos Hyde? I, I like that. I do too. Um, I like that. Philip Dorsett's down there, Marvin Jones, um, Cam Robinson, they franchise tagged. I mean, we all know, and Tone's going to have the first pick on Sunday, we all know where they're going uh, with Trevor Lawrence. Um, the only this, They're the only team I can see throwing the monkey wrench in the draft, and that's him taking 
um, going up and taking Justin Fields, who, by the way, is running a 4-3 right now. I just see that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I know that the world would probably say Lawrence, but he's an Ohio State guy. You got your coach, former coach, Ohio State guy. And what people don't remember is Urban helped bring him to Columbus even after he left. Uh-huh. Urban was, was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Urban was a huge piece of bringing him to Columbus along with Dwayne Haskins and Ryan Day. Um, I got to answer a thing on Facebook real quick. Hey, Kyle, uh, yes, you have told me you thought Cleveland was going to be a problem since they drafted Baker. If um, the old GM, if John Dorsey had not been fired, I don't think they would have been this good this quick. Because this is the analytics team and Andrew Barry making these picks and bringing in these guys. So I agree that Baker, the minute they drafted Baker and brought him in, um, and three picks later got the shutdown corner they needed in Denzel Ward, agreed. The Browns are going to be a problem. However, if John Dorsey would have been would have still been there, I don't think you have the same impact as quickly. Barry made some seriously good moves. Because it was Barry that wanted Jedrick Wills. Nobody else. I'm sorry. It was Barry and Joe Thomas that wanted Jedrick Wills. Um, let's see here. Who else? Any other big moves? Bud Dupree and Janoris Jenkins and Kevin Johnson are down in Tennessee now. Um, how are how did the Steelers let him go? I, I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, I was a little baffled to kind of see that happen as well, too. Just to let him walk like that. Shocking. Agreed. Um, so let's get to the defending AFC champions real quick. Uh-huh. Kyle Long, Joe Thunny, and Mike Remmers. All on the defensive line. Blake Bell, the tight end, who is a blocking tight end. Um, and I just always like to say Taco Charlton. Um, <laughs> it are they going to draft offensive line too? No other choice. You see what happened in the Super Bowl, and they let Fisher and the other guy go. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean. It could have been because of financial reasons, and you you want to go younger, and you find yourself some you know massive lineman in the draft. But they would be stupid if they don't get themselves some protection to you know to keep their lord and savior in Mahomes safe back there. Oh, I agree. I mean, what we had to watch in the Super Bowl was almost hard to watch. It was. Um, I mean, we talked. He ran four hundred something yards in four hundred ninety seven. There you go. Um, and he made throws like David Wright fielding the bunt. So. Um, no, and, and listen, I think this w- their offseason so far has been exactly what they needed. And Kyle Long coming out of retirement uh, was huge, in my opinion. Um, I like Joe Dunny there, too, as one of the guards. Um, they need to draft a left tackle. And I don't know at 31 if they're going to find the left tackle they need. Um, I think I mocked an offensive lineman to them. Uh-huh. I'll be honest with you. I think I mocked Wyatt Davis to them from Ohio oh, state. Really? Yeah. 
Um, listen, dude is massive. Um, just so, and then, you know, the Raiders, John Brown, Richie Incognito is staying there. I didn't see this till just now because I've been dealing with the Mets and stuff, but Yannick Ngakwe went to the Raiders. He did? Yes. I did not know Two that. Two years, 26 million. Okay. I was hoping he'd end up in Cleveland too. They're going to get a big, I got a feeling they're going to get a big free agent. I really do. I, I, I think they're going to blow somebody's brain out as far as, oh, and they're going to get somebody good. Um, back up in Cleveland. Uh, Solomon Thomas, I think he was there already. Um, Kenyon Drake is back. Theo Riddick to play running back. A lot of these guys have just been a lot of depth moves, but the big names have been the big names. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you have, let's talk about, let's go to the NFC East. Let's go right to Dak Prescott's insane contract. Did you see what his base salary for this year is? No, I did not. $75 million. Oh, man. I don't care what you buy. Homeboy is not going to spend that much money in his entire life. No, wait. But let's go here. Was that the right move for the Cowboys? I mean, I would like to think so. I'm not, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of Dak Prescott. I, I think he's a talented quarterback, but he's the team has bought into him. Everybody around him has bought into him. I don't think they would want any, to play for, with anybody else. Um, so it, it just came down to the fact that you know they held off paying him significant money for years, and now they, they got him. hammered. Exactly. It, he basically forced a hand in, in a sense after going down with that terrible leg injury, and, and then he got his he got his money. Oh yes, he did. Um, well, I forgot to mention a move. Mm-hmm. We went all the way through the AFC, and the words Carson Wentz never came out of my mouth. Oh my goodness! Yes, he said he's a Colt. I it, listen. Joey was happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was ecstatic. Um, and just to answer a quick question, Kyle, yes, they need line help, and that's what I was saying. Um, but a wide receiver? No, I think their wide receiver core is pretty good when you got Amari Cooper and, um, oh, who was the rookie? Uh, C.D. Lamb. I, You know what? C.D. Lamb and Judy and those guys, I kept getting them mixed up in my head. But, yeah, C.D. Lamb, you've got a pretty good wide receiver core. You can draft somebody this year. But yeah, your Carson Wentz now being the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Did you see he was on Pat McAfee the other day? I did. McAfee was basically saying he didn't want him anywhere near the state of Indiana. But listen, they they were good. Oh, I love him. I love him. (laughs) You got to hear him tell the story of, um, of the greatest celebration that never happened he had it was in Oakland and basically they were gonna they were calling a fake that he was gonna score a touchdown and when he did it he was gonna pull a red handkerchief out and stuff it and make it disappear 
So that's a prop. Um, and then, so Ed Hockley would have to throw a flag. He was going to pick the flag up, make that disappear. So then Hockley has to throw his hat. So he was going to walk up behind Hockley when he was calling the penalty, pull the red one out from behind Hockley's ear, stuff the flag in his pocket and walk away. Vinatieri said, I don't care how far I have to kick this extra point. You do this. <laughs> he said, Vinny was sitting there. I would go, he was going to have to kick a 65 yard extra point and he was all in. <laughs> I heard that story and I just started laughing. I would have cried hearing that story. Go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. His stand up special. Oh my God. He is hilarious. He's a versatile guy, I'll, I'll tell, you, <laughs> tell you that. Did you see when he did belly flop into the river at Baylor? I did. <laughs> I love that stuff. Um, all right, where were we? We just left the Cowboys. Um, Speaking of the NFC East, it, it happened today. I don't, I don't know if it's on your ticker or whatever. Uh, Kenny Galladay is now a Giant. With the Giants, I like that move. I like that move t- with – never mind him. How about bringing in Kyle Rudolph? Yeah. Listen, they're trying to get Danny Dimes um, some weapons, especially now that we don't know what Saquon's going to be after the ACL injury. So now, you you know, Devontae Booker is still there. Uh, they brought in Mike Glennon to back Danny Dimes up. Um, so, yeah, and, of course, uh, Leonard Williams re-signs. Another one I would have loved to have seen on the same defensive line with... Uh, with Miles Garrett. Uh, Reggie Ragland, of course, stays there too. Um, here's another one that no one's talking about. How about the Ohio State-led wide receiver core in, in Washington with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin? Uh-huh. Scary Terry. They were the same, um, they were the same uh, recruiting class. They were, yeah. 2014. Um, uh-huh. Samuel came out a year early. McLaurin stayed. Uh, he right. played through his fifth year. He did. Um, that's still my favorite play that I've seen Ohio State run was that Big Ten Championship game against North uh, Northwestern when Haskins put the ball between the eight and the three, mm-hmm. 45 yards downfield. That's the arm talent Washington had. Oh, yeah. And they burn him. If he is good in Pittsburgh, the – Whatever they yeah. they need to be called the Sentinels, like in the movie. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves has got to be there the first day they have that name. He's got to, yes. Um, but yeah, bringing in Curtis Samuel, I love that. Fits magic. He got another ten million. I mean, he keeps performing, so you got to pay them. Yeah, but not for nothing. This dude has stolen a lot of money. He has. <laughs> he he robbed Buffalo blind, and I love him. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he robbed—he robbed Buffalo Blind. <laughs> um, uh, yep. Yeah, no, next year, boys. So we're not going to go there. Although I like them keeping uh, Allen Robinson. I mean, he signed the franchise tag, so you know. Are you shocked he signed the tag? A little bit, a little bit. And I, I think he only did that because of the rumors, in, and I say rumors in. That they were going to get Russell Wilson. 
Well, well, that and they were they were talking about having like serious conversations with Kenny Galladay, and I think that kind of really forced the hand. So he he said, okay, well, I want to still be the number one here or, or the top guy here. So, well, and listen, he's worth it. He's a great wide receiver. Um, I think with a quarterback that can be protected and a running game, he could be even better. Um, you got a new quarterback in your division, though. One Jared Goff. Ah, uh, yes. He's a, he's a lion now. He, oh, you know, I didn't like him coming out. I didn't like him when everybody gave him credit for getting to a Super Bowl. Because that you know, was the... Go ahead. Sorry. That was their nope. That was their defense, and then of course he didn't show up in the Super Bowl. Uh huh. I was just going to tell you really quickly, uh, just a, a quick thing on on golf. I used to uh, one of my former coworkers actually met him doing like this one uh, one thing pre uh, pre draft before he got before he went pro, and I guess he did like a, a series of interviews with him. He said, "Dude's an absolute prick." You first thing you do when you get drafted, your new coach gets hired, is you tell him how hot his girlfriend is. You're going out of town. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that trade real quick. Besides that, because you Tone and I kind of laughed at that when we did the baseball episode the night after the Super Bowl. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, that's going to be an every year thing now. Excellent. Just because it, I can't not do a baseball show because it's baseball season as soon as the Super Bowl's over. Of course. Um. Let's talk about Jared Goff. Let's talk about a guy who's never played in the elements, who now has to go to Chicago and Green Bay in the wintertime, hopefully, because I'd love to see that, um, once a year. They've brought in Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Uh, they've lost Galladay. Uh, Josh Hill is now uh, playing tight end up there. Um, Did they also lose uh, Marvin Jones, right? Is yeah, Marvin Jones is in Jacksonville with uh, Urban. Um Look, is Jared Goff the guy to turn around the Detroit Lions, or is he a stopgap for them? <laughs> you don't even need to answer there, Alex. You already said no. No, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a joke as far as I'm concerned. I've never been a believer in him, and this is not an an indictment to him personally. At you know, comment, commenting on the story that I told you, but he wasn't the answer in Los Angeles. You can see they moved on from him after what three years, four years he was in there. Well, he came out the same year as Carson Wentz. He went one, once went two, so that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so five. Yeah, because because they won the the Super Bowl in his third year. Wentz, right? Right. Yeah. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. So it was the draft in fifteen. Um, here's the difference: Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate that year, and then they let his entire team go. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think he's the answer either. I think the sheer fact that they did this trade tells me that McVay kind of went, can you get me somebody who can play? Uh-huh. And not for nothing, Stafford's an expensive stopgap. He is getting old. He is. Um, yeah, i got to stand but, up a second. I'm sorry. I kind of want to see him thrive a little bit in Los Angeles. Now in better weather, I, I, I hope that he has a chance to do well over there. But... And he'll be going out every night of the week with his, uh, or every weekend with his former, um, his former battery mate. Oh, yeah. Uh, How do you go from being Clayton Kershaw's personal catcher to being the number one pick in the NFL draft? Luck. Maybe. I mean, that's just crazy. Goes to show you who the smartest people on the field are in a baseball game, though. 
So as we keep going around the NFC South, they haven't really done anything in uh in Atlanta because they're kind of hamstringed with uh Matty Ice's contract. Right. Um Carolina, listen, um they're terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a way to put it. Uh, Cam Irving, though, and Taylor Moten to play on the offensive line, not bad moves, but they need to bulk up that line because they've got it. I mean, their best player is a running back. Um, I think I think they're going to draft a quarterback. They probably will. They will. Because you're talking about a, a running back who has had consecutive years now with some significant injuries, like long-term injuries, so... Yeah, and the thing is, when he's not injured, he is maybe the most dynamic player in the league. Yeah, I, he's he's up there for sure. Um, so let's talk about the Saints. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about for the first time since Hurricane Katrina, Drew Brees will not be under center on opening night. And listen, I got to do one of these first. Yeah. To the man from Purdue who shocked the world and became probably the best quarterback we have seen numbers-wise in a very long time. Um, calls it a career. I thought it was great the way he did it. Did you see the Instagram post with his kids? I, I thought that was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, listen, Jameis has got some huge shoes to fill. He does. And, of course, they give Taysom Hill all this money. Um. Look, I know our partner in crime hates the New Orleans Saints, um, and I understand it. I don't I, listen. I I don't see how they can compete in that division this year. No, no shot. It's 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 Tampa before the season even started. Yeah, but here's my other thing, though, and hear me out on this. Could Jameis with Sean Payton and now a second year in this offense? He put up numbers in Tampa with only Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Because like most Alabama offensive players, O.J. Howard's been an absolute disappointment. Could Jameis put up numbers with Kamara, Michael Thomas, and any weapons they bring in? Because Sean Payton, listen, Breeze was good. Breeze was not Breeze until Sean Payton. Right. 100%. Could he do this? I mean, it's possible. Uh, I think it would... They're, they're going to need to bolster that line a little bit to get them a little more protection. I think you maybe get yourself another tight end and, and another, I guess you could say, a slot receiver. And, and you got a chance to make some noise. I think they need someone who can go over the top because Thomas is maybe the best slot receiver in the NFL. Because everybody remembers, that's what he played at Ohio State, too. Right. They that's had true. Devin Smith on the outside, and they had him in the slot. And even the year after, when Devin Smith graduated... Here's something no one remembers. Braxton Miller was the deep threat on that team. And Michael Thomas played in the slot. That's a name I haven't heard in a while, Braxton Miller. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I used I just I used to love watching him play. I still say to this day that if Urban never would have benched Cardell Jones the second year, they win that they win that national title going away. Because you had to respect the deep ball with Cardale in there. With JT, you didn't. Yeah, that's true. That's how Zeke went off, and that's how they won that title. Because you couldn't stack the box against a team with a guy who could throw the ball like that. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. Now, the Super Bowl champions mm -hmm. have really just done everything they can to keep the band together. They locked Tom Brady up for the next 15 years, so that's... They yeah. locked up Brady and his kids. Let's just be honest here. Basically. He's going to be like LeBron and play until the kids are ready, and then he's going to go. Mm -hmm. Although LeBron got hurt. See that? I did see that today. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love him, but somebody needs to... Uh... Somebody needs to find someone to carry the load in L.A. that's not LeBron. He's 36. Well, and, and his running mate's been out for the last, what, six weeks? Something like that. It's going to take a little hit. And I was I seen somebody mention on Twitter that he could be out like roughly four to eight weeks, something like that, with a high ankle sprain. I don't Listen, dude, homeboy's going to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber. He's going to sure. – he's – listen – Give him tw give him ten days. I know the guy spends like twenty million a year on his body, and he's got money left over. Yeah, uh, yeah. They basically kept everybody together. You know, they bring back Gronk, they bring back Goodwin, uh, they bring back Shaq Barrett, they bring back Levante David, who I would have loved in Cleveland. I think any any team would have taken him with open arms. Yeah, but you saw Tone and I going back and forth in the chat on Twitter. Um, here's something that I found out. Do you know what other team offered Gronkowski a contract? Who's that? The Buffalo Bills. Huh. Do you want to know why that's so funny? Gronk's from Buffalo. He is from Buffalo, oh, yeah. Could you imagine Bills Mafia and Rob Gronkowski in the same building? Huh. You think they're going through tables now? <laughs> I feel like it was... What's a relationship meant to be? Uh, you know what? If I'm Gronk, I go one more year with Brady, and I'm like, you know what? I'll go home. I'm going home to party. They wouldn't care. The Bills wouldn't care because that stadium would be filled because yeah. Gronk was in that uniform. 100%. All right. A NFC West. Um, the Cardinals. Of course, we got to DeAndre, Hop DeAndre Hopkins adding A.J. Green to him. Bringing in J.J. Watt. Patrick Peterson is now in Minnesota. He is. Uh, that's another one. I, uh -huh. it, it's like the old guard in Arizona is just gone. Uh -huh. um, I like the Kelvin Beecham resigning for that line to protect Kyler. Um, they have a big issue in the secondary now, in my opinion. They do. Um, because... Uh, and they are finalizing a trade with the Raiders to get Rodney Hudson the center. Really? Huh. Yeah. They, Interesting. Homeboy, Gruden's got to draft O-line. He's got no choice. Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep your quarterback upright, you better draft yourself some linemen. Hang on one second. All right, so back with Alex. Uh, second part of the recording. We had stopped talking about John Gruden and what he needs as far as the Raiders go. We both agree. Offensive line has to be number one priority for him. Um, but here's the question. If you're Gruden and you really don't like Derek Carr, the quarterback who you adored coming out of college was your backup and now you get rid of him. Do you draft offensive line or do you go find your quarterback? 
are you asking me or are you, are you, are you I'm, from the, I'm from posing the, the question because I honestly think that Gruden would go after Trey Lance. If it's, if it's me, I'm saying line, but if it's, if I'm talking on behalf of Gruden, you know, he's where he's going. Or does Gruden give up a few years of draft picks and try and get Sam Darnold from the Jets? Oh gosh, why would you want to do that though? Because it's Gruden and he's got something wrong with him. I mean, he would be one. He would be one to be foolish and overpay and give up the farm for Sam Darnold. You know what the funny thing is? My buddy Nick, who I've referenced a ton uh, on the podcast, who told me Ohio State was in trouble, and I didn't listen. I did pick Rutgers right though. I had them beating Clemson. Did you? Okay. Rutgers can't beat a ten or, or Clemson can't beat a ten or eleven. <laughs> um, so, wow, that was petty. <laughs> I see where you went. I wear that Sugar Bowl championship shirt and hat with such pride. Um, I said to him after, because remember, Darnold's last game in college, he was sacked seven times by Nick Bosa and that Ohio State defensive line. I said, going into that, I said to him, if the Browns draft Sam Darnold, they'll be drafting a quarterback in three years. He goes, Darnold's the guy. I said, no, No, he's he's not. not. I rejoiced when they drafted Baker. And you've heard me. I've been pro-Baker the entire time. I will say this. Sam Darnold has been hamstrung by a garbage organization. Yeah. That stands like at the top of the list as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, hang on. Hey, Kyle. Yes, Darnold is hot garbage. Somebody said, ew, no, not Darnold. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. in all fairness, now I, I play both sides of this. It's like when people ask me, why do you think Baker's so good? And well, four coaches and four offensive coordinators in three years, and you put up these kind of numbers, you're pretty good. Uh, in fairness to Darnold, it is a hot garbage organization. Um, but I think at the number two, the Jets could take a, a breakout weapon for him and then get him some pieces, and you can see what you have. It's only one more year. You're not, act, you're not um, doing the fifth-year option. Um, you're not signing him to the $300 million contract these quarterbacks want. Um, but yeah, he's Gruden's somebody who would sacrifice a lot. Maybe not the Mike Ditka for Ricky Williams deal, but he would sacrifice a bunch for Darnold. I mean, is it just because it's Gruden I think this could happen? That's That's how I'm looking at it. You you open my eyes and I see it more clearly to to see that Gruden is ludicrous enough to go that route. Well, listen, the kid from Clemson they drafted high that everybody kind of went, what? He's been good. Yes, that's true. That's true. It's still Gruden and I can't stand. Um, San Francisco. Listen, they've made some big moves. The Trent Williams deal is massive. Oh boy. Oh boy, he got he got paid handsomely. Here's the one that no one's going to talk about. Alex Mack is now the center. Mm-hmm. Alex Mack, the former Cleveland Brown, the guy who went from Cleveland to Atlanta, even though Joe Thomas begged him to stay. He is a great center. He is. Um, but here's the $64 million question with the San Francisco 49ers. 
How long before Bill Belichick trades for Jimmy Garoppolo? One year. You give it one more year? You give it one more year. I think. Um, Unless unless that New England is somewhat, somehow or some way in a position where they're competing this upcoming season and and San Francisco is kind of muddling or whatever or is willing to kind of move on from him. Then I think it happens. The buddy of mine who's been watching the show the whole time and commenting, he said draft day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I love the, yeah, I love the Alex Mack move. Uh, Jason Verrett's an under the radar, decent uh, defensive back they brought in as well. But here's the most important thing. Kittle's healthy. Bosa's healthy. They're getting their horses back in time for this season. Uh So that's a huge thing for them. Um, and last but not least, the Seattle Seahawks, who cares? The biggest thing with them is what are they going to do with Russ? He does not want to be there. I think Sierra's tired of the Pacific Northwest. That relationship has definitely soured in Seattle for sure. Do you think it's because, well, let me ask you this. It started going south when Marshawn left. Is it because he doesn't have a running game? Is it because the Legion of Boom is no longer relevant? Or is Pete Carroll little been there a little too long? I think it's a little bit of, of the, the defensive side. He doesn't have that, that group that kind of put uh, you know people on their on their keisters to you know to keep a PG. Uh, and also the fact that He's, I guess he kind of feels like he's been a little slighted as of late in terms of keeping him in the loop with the decisions that they decide to go or the routes that they, they decide to go with the people who they pick up. And, you know, be that as it may, I know he's their, their star quarterback and stuff like that, but if it's a, if it's a defensive move, how, why do you have to keep, you know, to clue in Russell Wilson to whatever the move they're making? How many quarterbacks that Russell's being compared to and getting uh... – Honestly, I think the only quarterback who has consulted less than Russell Wilson is Aaron Rodgers. He is, yeah. Because as I'm going through the moves, the only thing the Packers have done is re-sign Aaron Jones. You have a, you have gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. for 25 years. You've it won feels, two I Super. I was going to say it was like 25 years. You've won two. It's Brett Favre took over in the early 90s. I want to say 94 and 95 were the years he won the back-to-back MVPs. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. That's pushing 30. That's pushing 95 and 90, 95 and 96. Um, he won his two MVPs. That's pushing 30 years of two guys who are going to have busts in Canton. You won two Super Bowls, you've been to three. Mm-hmm. So it's not your quarterback play. And they've only had, what, three, maybe four head coaches in that amount of time? Oh, I would say three tops. Holmgren, the dude in in, in Dallas, McCarthy. Yeah, but I don't think McCarthy took over Holmgren, did he? You're the Bears fan. This is your rivalry. No, 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 no. I, I think you actually might. I think it was. I think it did go from Holmgren to McCarthy. If I'm And then right to uh, that guy. 
I think so. Wow. I, I don't. I don't. As far as I remember, Green Bay is not one to just like move on from their coaches because they have a couple off seasons. Yeah. I think they, they typically stick with their guys. Well, that's like the Steelers. They've gone Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. And that's I'm 42. They've had three coaches. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, to not have made and they're going to draft somebody stupid. I mean, they have to go weapon, but they're not. Yeah, they probably won't. Do, do you think they dare draft a quarterback? They took Jordan Love last year. Yeah, but he's. You think they're molding him to be that next guy? I don't know what they're doing. But the funny thing was, the guy who's doing the draft with us, Frank, uh, believe it or not, he's nine months older than Zach. He's a young kid. This dude breaks down film. I, he's insane. He's phenomenal. Um, That's why I wanted him to do this with us, because he, he dives in. He When he was doing his podcast for, uh, as often as we do ours, he was doing two and three three to four round mock drafts, and he was doing every team. So this dude knows his stuff, and he's a big Giant fan, so that's why he got the AFC and NFC East, so that way he can stay over there. But him and I did a... We were on for three hours uh, live during the draft last year. And I signed off because I was just starting to fade out. He had school the next day, so he had a, you know he had to jump off too. I literally climbed into bed and my phone exploded when they drafted Jordan Love. And that's another one with Pat McAfee you got to watch. If you haven't watched, because one of the guys there actually owns a share of the Green Bay Packers. He's a Packer fan. He played Mel Kuyper. You have got to watch this. Okay. It's whole, I will send you a link to it when we're done. Please do. All right, hold on. Kyle, with all due respect, DK Metcalf will not be better than Megatron. No. Yes, he's a stud and he's built like a brick house, but he's not going to be Megatron. I I don't think he's going to be Megatron. No, you're right, you're right. I mean, Megatron, if he played a couple more years, I mean... Megatron plays a couple more years. There is no question about that Hall of Fame election. The fact that he got in on the first ballot and Terrell Owens didn't is a problem to me. But I hold the torch for guys like that because Piazza should have been on the first ballot too. Um, So, going into the draft. Uh uh, Have you started your prep yet? Oh yeah, Big man fell asleep one night early. It's done. Yeah, no, I I got my uh, all my stuff written down as well too. I just I think I need just like two more teams from the NFC West, and then we're locked and loaded, ready to go. I tell you what, you remember the guy I said that uh, the um. The Chiefs should draft. That's who I gave him. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot I did that. So if he's on the board, obviously. See, that's the thing I can't stand is that you got to go on the board like that if your guy gets taken. Yeah. 
Right. Um, but, you know, we got the mock draft coming up a week from tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Going to be on all three spots again, Facebook, uh, Twi- uh, Periscope, and YouTube. Uh, Tone will be with us. Of course, I'm sure he'll have all his Super Bowl gear on. Uh, and Frank will be here to take care of the Eastern Division teams. You know, Tone's got the two Souths, and you and I split up the North and the West, so it's our two teams. Um, outside of the Justin Fields thing that we kind of alluded to earlier, what other surprises could you you think you could see on draft day? Uh, something tells me that Trey Lance is going to go a lot earlier than expected. Really? I think so. I don't know what it is, but something tells me that he's going to go a lot earlier. Let's look at the order real quick. I don't know exactly, like, I, and I have to go look and see who's, you know, the draft order again and stuff like that, but something tells me that somebody will, will, will nab him. Well, I'll, I'll say top 15, and I don't know exactly where he was projected, but I, I could have swore I was reading someplace that he was not, he was, he could potentially fall to the second round, but. I see four or five teams that need quarterbacks in the top. 20. Um, here's the other one. We talked about a fractured relationship. Watch him fall to 23 to Seattle. They're right there. There you go. Because Seattle's got the Jets pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The Jets have Seattle's pick. Oh, is it that way? I, the I Jamal Adams trade. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Could, oh. and if Frank's watching, I'm giving him ideas. Devontae Smith at two, and Trey Lance at 23. And Sam Darnold to Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> you're really pushing for this. Listen, man, I, I need Frank Caliendo to do a new bit. Oh, and gosh, Gruden, yeah. Gruden, does. Gruden is actually from Sandusky, Ohio. If you, uh, That's legit. Um, I think he fell off one of the roller coasters to Cedar Point, and that's why he makes these picks like this. But <laughs> Mayock's a good GM. I think Mayock will talk him off the ledge. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, listen, that's all. That's what's in Sandusky. It, it's Cedar Point. It, that's all that's there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. You ever been there? Right. Yes, I have. Oh, my uncle, one town over in Huron has a cottage on Lake Erie and there's literally sand on the roads. The only bar in town is called the sandbar, but you go up the road and you're right there and it's everything you could want mm-hmm. in Sandusky. When was the last time you went? Oh, it's like eight years ago, probably eight, nine years ago. I haven't gone since 99. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, here's the thing though, being a big dude that I am now, I, the ro- I can't do the roller coasters and that's why I go there. Um, no, it was early 2000 because I went on the Millennium Force. Okay. Uh, which, that was crazy. Yeah. So, the reason I'm doing the mock draft this year is because the NFL draft is coming home and it is in Cleveland, um, this year. Uh, so obviously the Browns being really good and having a late pick is huge. Um, I'm sure all the Cleveland people will be there. Uh, 
Um, maybe Drew Carey will come out of California to be at the draft this year. Jim Brown will most likely be the one opening it up because um, he still lives there. Um, so outside of Trey Lance, anybody else kind of hitting you where you think they're going to go somewhere no one's thinking of? I have to go to my list, and I don't have it here handy with me. You're good. Um, but nobody else that's that's ringing to uh, to my mind right off off the top of my head. I'm, I guess I'm just kind of so fixated with baseball coming up. It's oh god, yes, two weeks away. So yeah, I'm, I'm focused on this draft. But right now, my mind is kind of kind of swaying a little bit. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So who uh, who you got? Who your boys got opening day? They're in Anaheim. Oh, Trouty. Yeah, they're, they open up away, and I think they open up here against the Royals. Oh, divisional start right there. Oh. 7-10, April 1st, ESPN. Second time in three years, Scherzer and DeGrom. Mm-hmm. I think my boys got the late spot, the 9-30, 10 o'clock spot. Oh, the... oh, Trouty's definitely going to be on ESPN opening night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to sync the radio broadcast on MLB to the television because... I won't listen to ESPN do the game. Really? Why is that? They're terrible. All Yankees? You know what kills me about it? It's they don't broadcast the game anymore. As annoying as John Miller and Joe Morgan were. I love those guys when they did the game. I think it's because they were the voice of the base of the video games too. Yeah. That killed me. But they broadcasted the game. Yeah, they did. Everybody hates Joe Buck. Joe Buck broadcasts the game. I loved. I, I don't like him at football. I love listening to Joe Buck call a baseball game. Yeah, he's got his players. He gets on too much, but I love listening to Joe Buck call a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, last question. So, obviously you guys need a quarterback. You also have other needs as well in Chicago. We have a laundry list of needs in Chicago. Including laundry. Um, could they take a quarterback, Alex? I mean, is it something that you think if they were willing to give up three first round, three first rounders for for uh, Russell Wilson, could they package their pick and something else and try and get up into the top fifteen to get a quarterback? And if Trey Lance is that guy, are you comfortable with Andy Dalton for a year or two, and then handing the ball to Trey Lance? Yeah, I, I probably could warm up to it just because I know that they're not going anywhere. They're not going to be competitive in the NFC, uh, not even in the NFC North as far as I'm concerned. So I could see that happening if it somehow were to work out. Uh, the route I would personally go, yeah, I would love a quarterback here, but I want to I want to get that line where it needs to be for the foreseeable future. So you draft young, get yourself some big boys, put them on the line, get some protection back there, whether it's protecting Andy Dalton, uh, Foles, whoever it may be, and then if you're able to get a a, a run, a, sorry, a quarterback in the second round potentially, if somebody's still up up there on the board, I would go that route to look to build t- towards your future because they have no money to spend either. So yeah, they're they're cap strained, uh, cap strained, right? Mm-hmm. Second round quarterbacks, come on, think Mac Jones. Yeah, that, that was another one that I was I was thinking about, and. I, do you think he, he would fall to the second round? I think he goes to New England in the okay. first round. 
Um, not that I think Frank will ever mock Mac Jones to the New England, um, but I like him there. Um, I like uh, who's the guy from? Um, oh, here's a name for you. I think Kyle Pitts is good. If the Jets don't take Devonte Smith at two, Kyle Pitts is going to be the first pass catcher off the board. Really? That dude is something special. Somebody, be a bit of a somebody told me about him, and I watched some tape. He's tight end big with wide receiver speed. Mm. He's Tony Gonzalez. If Tony Gonzalez ran a four four, that's pretty scary. Yeah, he can fly, and he's big. I mean, he's going to be off the charts good. Wow. Okay. So, because like I'm looking at my guys here, and I only have. Let me see. I only have two picks in the top ten with the two teams I'm with the eight teams I'm picking with. The rest of them I'm mid to late, including 20, 24, 26, 27, and thirty one. Oh yeah, you yeah. That's how good the NFC, AFC North and the NFC, AFC West were. Is that they're picking way down? Um, another name to keep an ear out for is Trey Sermon. Yeah, that's another one. The running back from Ohio State. He's not going to go day one. He's not. Coming on late like he did, the three Bills plus against Northwestern, which, by the way, top 10 rush defense, and he went for three Bills. Um, almost 200 against Clemson. Um, he'd look good in Chicago in the second round. I think you'll like him if you can get line in the first. Mm-hmm. Um, the other place he'd look good, and it would bother me, is Pittsburgh. They need a, they need a rushing attack. They do, they do. I mean, and I don't think they're going to re-sign James Conner. Yeah, I think that I, I think that a kind of experience has kind of worn its welcome already. So I, I could I could see them moving on from him for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at like the top, there are people that still have Zach Wilson listed ahead of Justin Fields. I, I can't even. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I can't see that one. I mean, it's a deep draft. I mean, you're talking, you know, Lawrence and Wilson. Don't forget Jamal Chase, Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, who would look real good in Denver because uh, they need some linebacker help, even though they just re signed Von Miller. I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> um,. Also, you got just different guys coming out of here. Um, here's an interesting name that I think will go in the second round, but as a first-round talent. That's Patrick Sertain the second. Where is he out of again? Bama. Oh, okay. He's one that I think is going to be really good. Um, Owosu Kimura, the linebacker from Notre Dame, I think is going to be a stud. Um, you know, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa is going to be really good. I don't think ETN is going to tran- translate. It, he can't oh, run. Yeah, he can't run between the tackles. Dobbins is small, but Dobbins can run between the tackles. That's what happens when you play. In, that's what happens when you play in the Big Ten. 
Um, Najee Harris comes out. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Wyatt Davis is down at the 47th ranked prospect. Your O-linemen are not high this year like they were last year. I think the top-ranked O-lineman is Penny Sewell from Oregon. He's going to go top five. It's a lot of offense. It's a lot of offense, but it's but last year was a lot of offense, but it was a lot of line. Yeah, it was a lot of You had Beckton, you had Wills, Wirfs. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of line last year. This year it's a lot of... Well, it's a lot of quarterback, and it's a lot of skill position. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a shout-out to uh, Chicago. 13th-ranked player in this draft is Rayshon Slater. Mm-hmm. That was Pat Fitzgerald's dog on that line. He definitely was. So, what else have you been working on for Row 7? Well, I took a week off just because I was in utter depression from from my boys. I uh, I got pretty close to. I just wanted to throw away all my bears paraphernalia. <laughs> uh, I will live stream the burn barrel if you want me to. Yeah, we, we might have to get there one day. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think yeah, like I said, I just took this one off. Um, had some you know work stuff going on as well too, kind of kept me busy, but. The Bears were just an utter disgrace. The new laughing stock, as I like to call it, of the NFL. Um, I mean, you sound like a Jet fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. You should see. You should hear some of the some of the guys here. And I root for the Browns. But you. But look at you've you've seen the dark days and you've right this ship. We've seen dark days and continue to see dark days. So there's there's, there's no light. Nice. There's no light. So uh, I'm hoping for, you know, for something to come out of, you know, my, my baseball boys here. But other than that, just kind of get ready for the baseball season. Obviously, next week, you know, hopping on with you to do the, the mock draft um, next Sunday, 730 Central Time, 830 your time. So looking forward to that. And from there, kind of go, you know, going forward, probably get you, Tones, my brother, uh, probably Joey any, and anybody else who's willing to talk some, oh, yeah. some baseball, the boys of summer, you know, because – there will be a lot of you know Chicago stuff, but we'll, you know we'll go nationwide. I when it when it comes to baseball stuff, I I will watch anybody and anybody anyone who's who's entertaining as far as I'm concerned. So the the talk goes goes global as far as I'm concerned. Oh, agreed, agreed. And as far as what we got going on with Big Recon here and me, uh, next week's the big one. It's the mock draft. It's the first one I've done. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of prep for me. Uh, moving forward, but then I think I am going to take a week off to enjoy opening day, and then you know I'll get jump right back in. Um, I am going to set up an All Star Break episode with you guys. We're going to make new predictions because people will fall on their face in the interim. Um, how many people are going to be allowed in the stadiums in Chicago to start? Uh, they've said to start twenty percent, which is roughly between eight and nine thousand people in both stadiums or each stadium. So uh, there is a possibility, I guess, as the season go on, goes on, from what I'm hearing is that if COVID numbers kind of continue to go down and people get vaccinated and all that good stuff, that they might be able to uptick uh, attendance. But 
for now, at least eight, 9,000 people, which is, which is better than nothing here in Chicago as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the same thing we got in New York. Um, okay. Let me see. When do my boys go to see Tones and end up in your hometown? The Mets are at the Cubs the 20th, 21st, and 22nd of April. It's an early season jaunt to Chicago. Which means two things. One, the ball will not fly out of the yard. And two, it is going to be cold as hell. I'm hoping not. Hoping I'm hoping not. not too. But how many games at Wrigley in, early, in mid-April have you been to that or at uh, U.S. Cellular? Guaranteed rate. Comiskey. Comiskey, you're right. <laughs> always will be Comiskey to me, yes. It's like, it's like progressive field will always be the Jake. Mm-hmm. Um. How many games have you been to at that ballpark in mid-April where you're just like, okay, winter jacket? I've been game, been to games here in May, and it's still, still been damn cold. It's like 50s during the day. And it I drops to 30 at night. Yeah, it's probably like 40, 41, 40. And then with the wind blowing, hmm, yeah, you're right, like 36. Yeah. So I went to opening day at Shea Stadium years ago and sat in the wind tunnel in right field. Oh, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get through player introductions. I couldn't believe it. Because I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I believe it. Um, I've also been to Shea and been so sunburnt after it that I couldn't move for a day. Uh, City Field, a, a one-day game. Okay. They've all been night games outside. Oh, I'm sorry, too. I went to opening day. 2018 and 2019 was the Mets' 50th uh, reunion for the 69 team. Are you uh, are you planning on going to any games? I would like to go to the September 11th game. I was talking to you and Tone about when oh, we did the show at the beginning of the year. Um, depends on what's going on in the world. Uh-huh. Um, but if I go, I'll sit with the seven line um, and do that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for, I mean, the Mets come out of the gate and they've got to hit the ground running. In Washington, in Philly, home from Miami. Wow. Yeah, then it's... Division, division, division. Yeah, and then it's two Colorado, which is going to be a joke. Uh, Three in Chicago and home for the Nationals, and then the Red Sox. Oh, that's a new one. Well, I think they're keeping the Eastern Division playing the East, the Central playing the Central, which messes up my plan because I plan on going to Cleveland next year because they were supposed to play the Indians. Um... But anyways, tell us where we can find Row 7 as we wrap this up. I figured this would be 45 minutes. We are double that. Hour and a half in, no problem, my friend. Like, it's Saturday night, I got nothing to do. I'm not going anywhere. Again, I'm an hour ahead of you. <laughs> but yes, Row 7 Podcast, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Row 7 Podcast. Find us at Row 7 Podcast, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, Apple, Google, iHeart, Pandora Podcast. You name it, we're available. We took a week off. We needed some reprieve from podcasting, but we'll be back at it this week to kind of you know, ramp it up again for baseball season. And both of us can be found at timeskew.com as proud members of the Timeskew Podcast Network. Um, Big Recon can be found here where you're watching us now on Twitter, on Periscope, uh, Big Recon on Sports on tw- on uh, YouTube, Big Recon on Sports on Facebook. I want to thank my buddy Kyle for being the guy who threw all the uh, opinion and, every- and comments at us. Kyle, thumbs up to you, sir. Um at Big Recon on Sport on Twitter, and of course the podcast audio only can be found on Google, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. 
Have a great rest of your weekend, sir. Uh, thank you for coming on as always. It is an absolute joy every time we get to chat. Um, everybody else who's out there, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will see you next Sunday night, 8.30, for the first annual Big Recon NFL one-round mock draft. And then I will do a draft wrap-up episode as soon as the draft is over. But more importantly, let's go Mets. See you guys.